0: In this first conference today, I'd like to reflect just very briefly on um, the, ma- the major four major Marian dogmas, the uh, teaching of the Church with regard to our Blessed Mother, uh, namely Mary as the Mother of God, Mary's perpetual virginity. Her Immaculate Conception, which we'll celebrate on Monday, on the Holy Day, um, and her glorious Assumption into Heaven. And just reflecting on these dogmas of our faith uh, helps us to uh, enter into the mysteries of Jesus through Mary. One of the titles of Mary is Gate of Heaven, uh, in the litany, and whoever draws close to her draws close to heavenly things, draws close to that mystery which is her son, Jesus. This object of our retreat, to draw close to Mary, opens into sacred mysteries, truths so wonderful that one's whole way of seeing oneself, seeing the world, and seeing God are never the same. Truths that evoke awe and wonder and reverence and silent contemplative prayer. To draw close to this wellspring of divine silence is the source of all preaching and teaching in the church. It's the source of our evangelization, to bring people into the mystery of Jesus and his love for us and his mercy for us. And the purpose of a a dogma or a teaching of the church is not to define the mystery or exhaust the mystery, but to open it up and to reveal it to us. Dogma, in a certain sense, is a safeguard of the faith and thus the safeguard of fruitful prayer in our lives. And each definition of the church, each dogma, is a sign that points beyond what can be ascertained by reason alone. Each declaration is a standard or rallying point for the mystery of Christian prayer. So the Marian dogmas open the vast horizons of the mystery of Mary, of Christ and the Church, of humanity, and of the Holy Trinity. And our dogmas tell us that Mary of Nazareth is the mother of God, she's ever virgin, she's immaculately conceived, and she is assumed into heaven at the end of her life. In each of these ways, her soul magnifies the Lord. That's very clear. And these four dogmatic characteristics of Mary and of Mary's soul unveil a unique way that she is predestined in Christ to receive every spiritual blessing, that she is full of grace, uh, that she is uh, the mother of the church. So as mother of God, this humble handmaiden was entrusted with the word of the Father, who was sent to her utterly vulnerable to our humanity so that his divine humility might be born in human flesh in her womb. The truth of maternal love is essential to the development of our humanity and is realized in her love for her Christ child, for her Savior, and a love that will take her all the way to the cross. And this motherhood, by which she bears Christ forever, is not a remote object of belief, but instead entrusted to the Church so that Mary might bear Christ ever closer to us. Just as she loved Christ as her son in her womb, So she loves each one of us as she sees Christ in us. She loves us with a mother's love because she sees Jesus in us and she exercises that maternal love over her son in us as we grow closer to her and to Jesus. Her perpetual virginity, ever virgin, she's a sign that reminds us that God's presence to humanity never does violence to its dignity or integrity, but preserves and raises up with new meaning. Here is a standard for the purification that happens in our prayer, in our faithfulness to the Lord in ministry. And we can be confident in the love of God because of Mary's radiance, a beauty that, if we allow it, draws us to the purity of heart. In this contemplation, one can also discover a validation for a life of celibate chastity for the Lord. You know, sometimes people think that Mary's perpetual virginity is somehow, you know, she's so far away from us and that we can't ever draw close to her. But it's the opposite. It's because of that perpetual virginity and her purity that draws us even closer to her. There's no barrier of sin that uh, prevents us from coming close to her. Her Immaculate Conception. Immaculately conceived, she is the sign of the potential of human love when it is free from anything that impedes the movement of divine love in it, that sinlessness. Through this dogma, we also contemplate the radical gift of redemption, a gift not limited by space or time, a gift that unlocks and preserves the deepest meaning of human freedom. For humanity was made to offer an exquisite and tender obedience to God, a great canticle so beautiful that it echoes harmonies resounding in the Trinity itself. This requires a freedom that goes beyond the capacity of unaided human nature, meaning human freedom was so designed to reach its perfection by being raised up by God himself through grace. Sin would have impeded this, but God found a way through Mary and his unique redemption of Mary to save the smallest part of our freedom for himself so that through the smallest, the greatest human work might be accomplished. And that's what was accomplished in, in her And finally, her assumption into heaven. Assumed into heaven, this woman of faith is a reminder to the church that humanity is not first and foremost the object of divine wrath, but instead so beloved by God that in his great mercy he wills to raise humanity above itself into the perfect unity of the creator and creature. What most marks human existence is not our failures, but the excessive love of the Holy Trinity toward humanity. So to truly draw close to Mary is to draw close to these same horizons. We believe these truths as revealed by God, not only for their own sake, but also for God's sake. Each proposition of our faith bears the fruit and first truth, who is God. By believing that Mary is the mother of God, that she's ever-virgin, that she's immaculately conceived, and she's assumed into heaven, the first truth, who is Christ himself, is present to us in a new way. His risen presence is a sheer gift to humanity, and it is a presence in which her mother's maternal presence is also entrusted to our care. Thus, the Marian dogments open up the possibility of a deeper personal relationship with Christ and remarkably with Mary herself because he is present to give her to us when we believe what the Church has proposed. So as we reflect upon Mary, especially these four fundamental dogmas of our faith, we ask her to bring us into those mysteries, those divine truths um, that reveal so much about her and her son. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen.